Kia ora everyone, welcome to the Unable Seaman podcast, the podcast designed to take a light-hearted look at all things boating and fishing in New Zealand. I'm your host Jake Kerr and joining me once again is my first mate and best mate Christian Jensen. G'day mate, how are ya? Not bad, I feel so lucky to be your favourite person that you call up on for these podcasts. Yeah, well I don't have any other friends to call upon, so... Um, <laughs> all to put up with your crap. <laughs> pretty much, so I'm stuck with you. Yeah, yet again, no, we've had about um, half an hour's worth of shagging around trying to get everything working again. Yeah. But we're here. Yeah, was a bit late. Our, our audio issues are fixed. So if you listen to uh, episode two, apologies, that was a little bit messy with the audio. The problem is we record this, don't we, bro? And then we find out the audio is not good. So hopefully mm, this mm. one's going to be much better. How are you anyway? What's been happening boating and fishing-wise with you? Oh, you're going to be a little bit jealous. I, uh, I've just come back from three days at Dougal. Woo! That was oh, beautiful. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. No, we had a, I want a across. full run through on that. Oh, you do? Okay. Is that right? Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. We'll get yeah. into a couple of things because we've got a few things to cover off. Bit of admin first. First of mm-hmm. all, thank you everyone who has followed us on Instagram at, at Unable Seaman. And, uh, and the things we're going to talk about today will be posted there. So if we're talking about a particular boat or jig or anything like that, uh, visit that platform to have a look. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel now too, bro. Mm-hmm. They're going to be seeing us and hearing us. Seeing us and oh, hearing us. Cool. So you can put uh, put faces to our to our you know sort of dulcet, smooth tones. Um, I don't know if and, that's going to hit. Uh, oh, no, they might go. Who's the annoying, high pitched one? And uh, and we have who's the nasally one? Who's the nasally? So we uh, we made this YouTube channel yesterday, and so far we've had one listener one listener on our youtube channel so and that's totally unprompted so thank you to that one person and you're about to get another episode to join that our plan with the youtube is as we've just mentioned to upload the podcast video and and uh, an audio obviously and to also make one video a month with some sort of fishing or boating related content uh, i've bought a cool thing called an osmo which is going to help me with my filming and it's just another way of uh, connecting with you guys and giving you a, a, a visual component so that you can see us out and about on the water because at the end of the day that's what it's all about uh, of course another quick thank you to the 151 people who have listened to our last two episodes epic that is about 150 more than i thought we we're going to ever listen to it so thank you so much for the people who have put your ears up for punishment anyway bro now I want to hear about this Dervil mission. Oh, man. Tell me about it. Tell me. So I was invited a wee while ago to go on a fishing trip with some old uh, uni mates, the old, old Cantabs from down there in Christchurch, and they, they were going to bring up their tin can, bring it up to Dervil Island, and I was going to join them. And then I found out my spot on the boat was double booked. And so I said, ah, buddy, looks like I'm not going fishing. And then I thought, nah. I'll drag my own boat across in the ferry. And so from Wellington to to to, to Picton, of course, just to give out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, from Wellington to Picton. So I took the two AM ferry. Pretty pretty long, Jeez. long day leading up to that. Yeah, yeah, punishing. Um, and towed Mrs. Cormer, which is my 1970s-esque sea nymph, across um, over on the Inter Islander. And uh, yeah, got to Dougal, we drove to Dougal, and um, she's just a, it's a long, long drive, eh? 
So you're going all yeah. the way to the French Pass, aren't you, for that? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's about two and a half, two to two and a half hour drive from Picton, where you land, um, and then you tow, you tow around to uh, your French Pass, and you turn off just after Rye Valley, halfway along with Nelson. And so you went there in, in July, so um, just before yeah. our second wave of lockdown, which unfortunately we are currently in at the moment. Mm, Tell, uh, mm. Now, we've been there in July, you and I, before. And just a bit of oh. a story, I'm going to jump in here quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christian, or not, Christian bought a, a uh, boat. Well, he, he paid for it. I, unfortunately, was the one who had to go and look at this boat before he bought it. And I had you to give the A-OK. And this guy had just done up this boat. And... Um, and it looked all good. He'd fiberglassed in the right areas and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. And we said, yep. So Maiden Voyage took it to Derville Island in, of course you would, eh? in, in July, yes. And as we were coming back in, we noticed that the hull and floor were sort of flexing independently. Rolling um, over the Rolling, floor. yeah. So, so yeah. you've decided to go back in July. Luckily, on a, uh, a boat that's slightly better made now. Yeah. What, what were you yeah. targeting up there? And, and, and run us through some of the highlights. Infamous, the, the the infamous greenback, big kingfish. Oh yes, woohoo! Yeah, and you know there's like certain tides, incoming tide or whatever it is, that apparently pushes those big kingies and bait balls up against the um one of the shelves, and then in the other tide you chase the big big snapper in like 80 100 meters of water with um slow jigs. Awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. The slow jig. What 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 sort of jigs were you using there? So I had a new set. I had a catch 150 spin set for vertical jigging, which is nice. um, beautiful. I didn't catch any kingfish <laughs> the whole trip. But sounds sounds like our last trip. Yeah, it was like our last trip. Yeah, but we did get, you know, the usual, like, food was a blue cod that you just big suckers, you know, 50 centimeters long. Oh, nice. um, yeah, no kawa this time, which I thought was odd. Uh, but we did get two big snapper on our first trip, because obviously it's weather dependent. And so we got to French Pass, it was 11 o'clock in the morning and we were like, right, let's let's go along today. And so we pushed the boats in and uh, bombed straight out to Stevens Passage, which is quite a way out actually, eh? I forgot how long it was to get out there, man. It's 35 kilometers from French Pass to Stevens Passage. So, so, the, so the listeners out there who, who are sort of thinking of, of doing a trip like this, because and we're, this is sort of the theme of today's podcast is sort of dream trips, and we're going to talk about a few things this later. Right up but, there, eh? but yeah, so, so tell the listeners what you need to sort of be thinking about for a trip to Derville Island. Obviously, we've talked about getting to French Pass, which is oh, a yeah. real headache. Now um, you've talked about from, from French Pass itself, where you launch to the top mm. of the island, which was called, you just said the name, sorry. Uh, Stevens Passage. Stevens Passage. Yeah, uh, you which know, is between Stevens Island, which is a very small island at the tip. I think it's actually got the largest population of Turatara in New Zealand on it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And okay. it's just, just off um, Devil Island. Nice. And and that's yeah. where those kingies seem to be. I mean, that's obviously where we went last time. But just give us a yeah, run through I'm, it. I'm happy to give you the spots that don't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Process of elimination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put a map of where Christian went and go in, anywhere else to get fish. Yeah. Yeah, but basically, no, I can't remember which tides. But basically, they say one tide when it comes from, um, say, Wellington and pushes, uh, what's that, northeast, southwest over to Nelson. That pushes yeah. the current in and stands against Stevens Passage from right to left if you're looking at a map. And that's the best time to get the kingies, apparently. Okay. The real steep banks, they're coming up from like 80, 100 metres. 
really, really quickly up to like 20 meters. And so you jig these banks basically and do zigzags across them. Um, and then when the tide's going the other way in that area, you go and chase the snapper over on the other side of the island, apparently. Nice. And, and, that's, what the, that's what the... Which, which is sort of the ultimate, well, what makes it the ultimate mission really, because, you know, I've done jigging at places like the Aldermans and, and stuff like that before in Mare Island. And it is a fantastic day when the Kingies are on, but it's mm. a bloody long way to go if the Kingies aren't on the, on the, on the chew. On the chew. So yeah. having somewhere like Derville Island, I think makes it such an ultimate destination because you can chop and change between the two, depending on the tides or, or whatever yeah. you might be targeting. Hey, look, we're going to do a bit of a focus on gear today. Give us a run through about some of the, uh, the rods and set up. You, I know you've got some bloody nice gear. Certainly look after yeah, it better lucky, than yeah. I do. Pretty Tell the good. listeners what, what you were running up there. Oh, man. Well, because we, there was going to be two of us on the boat. And if you imagine a little, what is it, four and a half meter fiberglass thing where we had four tote tanks in the boat. So 38 Ks, I'm doing roughly, you know, somewhere between 1.5 and 2 Ks a litre. It's an old two stroke. We didn't need to take a lot of fuel out. So we were taking basically 100 litres with us. And so I didn't have a lot of room left over. And um, I think I had one soft bait rod. Joan took four rods over the whole trip, man. So one soft bait rod, two jigging rods. They're both um, spin style. One was a, a 250 to 350 gram. Yeah. Uh, what was it? An Akuma Nano Matrix, I think it's called. Yeah, that right? beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Oh, nice. Yes. And then the, the, the catch... Um, 150 spin style which that is my favorite rod at the moment oh my god it's beautiful it's just like it just buckles over when it loads up and there's no weight in your hands and it's just the way it works and you're flicking those lures is just mm, delicious oh nice and, and run yeah. through, so so you what were you running for the kingies you're running um 400 gram yeah so we had um so the two setups one was running 150 i had a couple of 150 gram jigs right up to um, 200, you know, two, 230 grams for the smaller jig set. Yeah. Just because I was like, oh, I didn't want to just get hurt from using, you know, half kilo jigs all day because it's pretty tiring. Too right it is, you know? yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Because you remember my old set that was just a beast and it hurt swinging 400 gram jigs around all day. Well, well unfortunately, yeah. I still have an old beast. So um, I've actually got a, <laughs> a Shimano Torsa, which is a great reel, but it's... The exactly lightweight, the tosser, no. and and compared to some of the beautiful lightweight um, things that are that are around now, as you say, you cannot jig all day with them. Um, we certainly can't jig back to back days in a competition or anything like that because you are shagged by the end of the day. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. You walk into a tackle shop and you look at all the the reels there, and and you sort of think, what, where is it going? And you can see them getting smaller and using higher grade composites and stuff, and it makes a difference in those times, those big days on the water where uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're swinging lead and, and sure, the, the old stuff will do the damage and people go, oh, my TLD 25 from 1910 will do it. Well, yeah. yes, it will, but, but try do it 10 times. Yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. And so, if you're sitting all day and you've paid good money to be on a charter or something, you're going to make most of it in. Too right, you do. Too right. And so, yeah. so that sort of brings me on to, to my next mission. If we can move that, sh I can do a bit of speaking. You've done a lot of talking on this podcast, so people are going to go, oh, oh you're the, you're the talk. Um, they might say I'm the host, eh, or something. Yeah, I think you're the host. Yeah, co-host, co-host. To my 
next upcoming mission, which is up to the beautiful Opedo Bay in Coromandel. And I am going to be using Globites. Globite. Well, you can come up, mate. If you come up, you, you're more than welcome. I'm with my, my father-in-law, who's um, Grant. I hope, I hope he doesn't mind me dropping his name there. But he has become a bit of a Globite ambassador. So, uh, so we met him at the boat show. This guy, I can't remember the name of the guy who brings the, the Globites in. But Grant said, hey, look, I'll take a couple of your lures. And, and Grant, who was a very good fisherman, I'll give him that. I won't admit it to his face, but I will give him that uh, publicly. Um, I'm going to send right him into... this link, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Check out minute 10.4. Yeah, 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 there it is. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I've asked to marry his daughter, so, you know, he has to like me now. But, yeah. uh, but so, so him and I are going out and going to do a bit of a video on the glow bites. Um, and coming into spring now, that I believe they are going to be really effective out um, towards the Mercs there. I'm quite looking forward to seeing uh, different colours and different weights. So we're going to be a video that will be on our uh, our YouTube channel. So if you want to see a video there, make sure you look up Unable Seaman on YouTube and have a mm. bit of a look at that. Um, I've just looked at these lures, so I'm just checking them yeah, out on the old Yeah, no, 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 for sure. So they look like a fancy version of a slow jig. They are. So they, they essentially, I mean, they are a slow jig. Um, and, and they have a unique feature in them that they actually glow. So the, they have two little... Um, like eyes. Yeah, yeah they, well, they have two little sort of pieces of metal that connect. They finish the circuit in the salt water, they start flashing, and, uh, and that flashing is, is obviously designed to attract fish. Really interesting article in the latest fishing magazine comparing, uh, comparing soft baits and slow jigs, bro. Run us through what you've had most luck with in the past, and where, where have you sort of found they've been most oh, effective? I reckon, so from my experience so far, with the slow jigs, that's what I've used more of probably because they tend to be great for like a, a lazy drift where you just put it in Mr. You cast out your lure, let it sink to the bottom. You put the rod in Mr. R holder. R holder's got a lot of fish on my boat. Exactly. And you just like forget about it. And then all of a sudden your lines start taking off and this, just the rocking of the boat jiggles those little rubbery skirts and, Magical, and to be honest, in Turbo Island, we were using um, 150 and 200 gram lacanus and slow jigs, um, and yeah, 80 to 100 meters. Oh, actually, right up to 120 meters, yeah. and they get down to the bottom no problem, eh? Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're really good for that deep and lazy fishing. Um, the soft baits I find are better for you know like up to 20 meters and active fishing where you're casting into whitewash and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't actually get a lot of that in Wellington, to be fair. No, you so, wouldn't. Nah, a lot of our snapper are in the shilling stuff, like, you know, that 40, 50 metres easily plus. So that's why I tend towards the slow, slow jigs and jigs. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. too. So this coming into to spring, as I mentioned, I think slow jigs and... Uh, and soft baits do start to come into their own as those fish sort of tend to school more. Interesting thing, though, I've, I've been looking at, I've been watching, I've, in fact, read an article in the fishing magazine with uh, our friends Mig and Scott from, uh, what's it called, from Fishing and Adventure. Yep, sorry, drew, had a blank there. And they were on the old Dirty Bait and Burley and talking about that, and I thought that was really cool. And, uh, and, and then, really, man. oh, man, that. what? What, and I think in winter, you just you cannot beat that. And I think even coming into 
to now, there was still a place for getting land-based, and this is where I want to mention oh, that. I would argue, I'd argue that it's pretty sweet just to go, you know, to the pie shop, get a bit of fuel, and uh, rock into the bakery, get your mince and cheese pie while you're getting your bait and burley, you know, from the fuel station. There's something to be said for that process. Oh, yep, and and as you say, it's, it's you know, you, you have to put the time in and, and get um, the tides right, get burley, and, and but it's such a reward when that yeah. comes, comes good, and I, I want to do a bit of a plug here for a really cool YouTube channel I'm enjoying called The Lateral Line. Um, you may know them previously from Big Angry Fish. They've started a new YouTube channel. And what I like about it, bro, is they've stripped away all the the crap, I'm going to call it. And I, I don't mean that being taking asked. taking ethos for what we, you know, we want. No, <laughs> yeah. no sponsors. Who needs sponsors? Yeah, who needs sponsors? Yeah, if you're listening and want to sponsor us, we're not that anti it. But, <laughs> but, but, but I, I don't know. I've used the word crap. I don't mean crap in the sense the show was crap. I just mean all that extra stuff. Now it's just them with a phone on the rocks doing exactly that, just with a bit of bait, bit of burly, and fishing their feet. Now I, I've really got a soft spot for that recently, bro, and it's something I really want to get into um, a yeah, bit I'm more. Yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, well, obviously we both have boats and we love getting out there, but watching that has given me a new appreciation. So those two uh, like I said, reading that article from, from Megan and, and Scott and then watching that channel have really uh, sort of given me a bit of a hankering to get onto the old bait man, the old stump stump puller rod. And he bit yeah. a bit of, like a bit of old bloody pine tree, you know, flick it out. You've got, you got one of those. You've got plenty of those lying uh, around. Plenty of those lying around, mate. You use the old broomstick as a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, the one. But, but as that's you say, old you, go. You, you, you just hang out there with a box of bears and, or something and, and away you go. So... um. And as we're talking about summer missions, there's plenty of jigging and, and, and uh, lure fishing I want to get into, but I definitely mm -hmm. want to have one. And I think you're coming up Labor Weekend. We maybe talk about this off air, but yeah, that's where we, we need to have a dirty bait fish. And I'm thinking Paringaring up north. Holy stuff, hell yeah. Up, up yeah. in the shallows, on the boat, and, uh, and then there's some deeper pins too, which um, I'd be keen to, to hit. Oh, I think we're talking. See, I love that. And Parangaranga Harbour is sort of where that big old angry fish used to hang out, eh? Quite a lot. Quite a few of the episodes were based up there. Yep. I've, in fact, I've seen a lot of fishing shows up there. Um, and, and well, I mean, it just, fishing shows are the greatest thing, aren't they? they? It's like living vicariously through it. And you sit in your wet living room on a Sunday afternoon and it's about eight degrees outside and you watch yep. these guys in summer. <laughs> And it just gives you such a rush. So that is us. That is our next mission coming forward. And we will definitely recall that and put that on our um, on, on the YouTube channel there. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, hopefully we'll actually catch some fish and not tie too many knots and lose too much gear. Yeah, Which, well, you know, exactly. We that. Yeah, we definitely do a bit of that. Hey, bro, another thing I want to talk about is mm -hmm, a bit mm -hmm. of a mission moving forward, an idea for a video, and I haven't talked to you about this yet. So, listeners, you Listen. are getting you are getting Christian's reaction uh, firsthand. So, maybe oh, we are a boating and fishing podcast. We've talked about fishing. I want to move uh -huh. into sailing now. We have a pretty big event coming up uh, early What's next that? Week, which of course is the America's Cup. Oh, uh, yeah, sailing. Now, yep. Yep. here's our challenge. This is something we're going to film, and I've got another couple of boys on board as well. Last year, we filmed a race between a scooter <laughs> and a laser right. from Coromandel yep. to uh, 
sorry, from Auckland to Coromandel. And we filmed it all, and it will be on our YouTube channel very shortly. We're trying to edit it. There was 300 gig of footage, believe it or not. So editing yep. has been quite the headache. And thank you, Ari. And I lost the audio. Yeah, oh, yes, you lost a lot of the audio. Yes, so um, yeah. Christian, Christian did his best to butcher yeah. things. Uh, Ari, if you're listening, thank you for all your help so far with that. That's coming soon. Yeah. Our next big mission, though. Yep. What we need to work out is how long a leg in the old America's Cup style boats took. When I say the old style, I'm talking about the 2000s, like the hula hull. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so that, that sort of that is, who are the key ones there? Because we had uh, Dean Barker versus our old skipper. Yeah, Russell um, Coots. Yeah, you should yeah. that era. So Steinlager. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so, so, that, so we need to work out what, how long it took them to do a leg. Either an, I'm mm -hmm. thinking an upwind leg. Okay. Okay. We yeah, are like three days. Yeah, well, well, compared to today's ones, and this is you're going to find out. You're going to find out why I've picked that era in a minute. Oh. Our mission's going to be, we're going to put a hundred dollars each in. So a total mm -hmm. of a total of four hundred dollars. We're going to buy. Oh, there's four of us. There's going to be four of us. Yeah. And we're going to buy a second-hand yacht. Whatever we can get for that money, four hundred dollars is not a huge budget. This is going to be a garden ornament. We are going to create something that, and our mission will be to do a leg in the same time that the that those America's Cup boats from the early two thousands did a leg in. Keeping in mind that we will now have all the benefit of the technology twenty years since those America's Cup boats uh, race. Well, so you so, want me to like modify this thing so like we're going to modify it. We're going to modify it. We're going to make a boat that can beat. Um, uh, early 2000s America's Cup boat. These things, even in the 2000s, were like, like state of the art, man. They were state of the art then, but we're 2020 now. We've moved on. We might not have the budget, but we've got the innovation. Yeah, we've we're got the learning. <laughs> we're using piston <laughs> engines. We're using piston engines. A lot of change carbon, carbon fibers. We've got they four had boats. Back then. Okay, okay well, they were, we're trying to make a point here. Back then, they weren't flying, and now they're flying. Yep. Okay, no, so I'll we can fly? That. I mean, I'm sure. They're the same can. people sailing them, though, in all fairness. Yeah, we were. Like, I'm pretty sure Dean Barker, isn't he sailing for um, the Japanese team, or he was? Yeah, you know, he is. Now? He is, I believe. He's out in, in the country now. So we are just, as a side, we are really excited for that regatta, and definitely we'll be um, yeah, doing some podcasts directly. You're going to actually keep a spot on the, on the boat for me? Yes, of course, I'm going to keep a spot on the boat for you. And, and, uh, and listeners, we are going to be doing um, certainly plenty of episodes based around that at the time. But that is our next big mission. Now, this is probably going to be filmed around December. We need to get a few things yeah. lined up. I, I, don't, or I need yeah. to work timetables and everything. But that is our next big video. What do you think, bro? It sounds like you're going to send this heap of crap down to my garage and you're going to say, Christian, make it work. That's what it sounds like. I know, I know you. Uh, <laughs> I well, well, it. okay. One of the other guys who's came is Tim. You know Tim. He's yeah, Tim's quite, quite, he's quite handy. Yeah, but, yeah. So, you, so that's what I'm thinking. You guys are quite handy, and I'm like a big sky idea. So I'll come up with all these fantastic ideas, which will be absolutely and world beating. And you're an engineer. Say. He's a builder. I'm a PE teacher, so I can coordinate. You can coordinate. I can tell you what to do. I can teach you how to swim if it sinks. 
Yeah, you can. Are you going to fund it too with us? Or, yeah, well, I'll check the money in. bucks. Is that going to include all the costs of making this thing like go faster? Yeah, we may have to. Yeah, we may have to reach into our pocket. But the thing is that we don't want to put too much money into it because we're all poor and yeah, like houses. you're you're a first home owner. Yeah. I just bought a house too. Yeah, Tim's um, doing up a house. My partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah my yeah. partner wants me. Old Chelsea, she wants me to. Do some modification to this house, so yeah, I can understand. Just, just buy more sharesies, man, and make heaps of money. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. So, so anyway, that is our that's upcoming. So we will keep you obviously posted with that on on all. I am so keen. And that 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 well, it won't be till later in the summer, but we'll certainly talk about updates on that in the future episodes. Hey, bro, I think it is time for our um our dog of the week. Oh, um, so I've, I've, well, in fact, I'll let you go first because you've got your one open, ready to go. Um, oh, yes, I do. And you're going to share so, the screen. So again, listeners, while Christian's uh, organising that, that link with how I do this. if you wish to see these boats we're talking about, there's two ways you can find this now. You can either follow us at Unable Seaman, where we post uh, fairly regularly, and, uh, and obviously all the pictures of the things we're going to talk about there will be uploaded. Of course, as mentioned earlier, we now have a YouTube channel. Woohoo! So this video of us talking uh, will be there as well. Now, I've just realized I'm wearing the same sweatshirt I wore uh, in the last video. Yes, I do have other ones. And yes, this no, has been washed yeah. in between. Of I course, we are screen sharing. So you can see what Christian is about to share as well. His dog of the month. Yeah, hey, I got a thing to say to you, bro. Um, you haven't let me um, share screen. Oh, okay. You've like got that host hasn't enabled that stuff. It's like you don't want to see what this awesome that I've got for you. There we go. I, I've done that now for you. Sorry, listeners, bit of admin oh, thank there. You, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Try and get around some of the things. While Christian is uh, is doing that, I want to bring your listeners' attention to the latest fishing news. Now we talked about this a little bit last time, which was outboard comparisons now christian there's a really interesting article here about two identical senators that were made uh in hamilton no. here and here's the really interesting thing one put a single 300 yamaha yes okay and one, the other boat put a put a set of twin 200s mm. identical. Mm. so this is the this is the ultimate comparison now Quick guess, what do you think is more fuel efficient, the single 300 or the twin 200s? Oh, see, I was a little bit surprised here. Like, I I thought that the single 300 would be a whole lot more efficient. Yeah, and the reality is? The other way around. The no, the, the, the reality is it is. But not by a lot. So at five no, knots. Oh, yeah, okay. I see what you mean. But, In terms of but the top speed, like when you both compared the top speed of both of them, the twin 200s had a higher top speed than the other one. And yeah. if you then looked at the, what do you call it? Um, you looked at, at the top speed of the 300 and matched that speed up with the twin 200s, the 200s were actually more fuel efficient. They were. So, so to give you some numbers for the listeners, uh, yeah, the top speed for the twin 200s was 40 uh, kilometers an hour. Oh, sorry, 40 knots, I should say. And yeah. it had a fuel consumption of 147 liters an hour. 
the 300 ran out of puff at 33 knots and was doing yeah. 101 uh, liters per hour. So a little bit hard to compare, but the main one for most of our listeners, hopefully fishy, hardcore fishermen and fisher women and fisher people, as you got to say in 2020, is yeah. 2,000 RPM, 8.5 knots. Well, 15, that well, that is trolling speed, isn't it? From Marlin. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. While I'm doing this, you're getting that screen sorted, remember? Yeah, yeah I've got sorted there. Oh, you want me to bring it up? Yeah, you got to bring it up so we can actually see it. Yeah. Okay, so 8.5 knots, 15.4 litres for the twin 200s, 12 litres for the um, for the single. Oh, my giddy aunt. Sorry, I have to take an absolute tangent here. What the hell have you shared there? Okay, so I okay, have no, gone. hang on, hang on. I just, I, I know listeners can see this, but I first in, first impression that is a really cool hull. That is a Haynes Hunter hull, and like someone the, Aussie, the Aussie one too. And no someone, one's really someone's put the top of a lighthouse on it or a garden yeah. shed. Yeah, nineteen I mean, what, and a half 19, grand. Nineteen yeah, and a half thousand dollars of money, and look at that sea anchor on the back. Those Evinrude Fict engines are only good as dead weights. Yeah, but the positive is it's got a great hull. Yeah, but... Why would you take a, a beautiful V19 Haynes Hunter and do that to it? It sort of looks like Donald Duck. Oh, that is... That, there is something serious. Look at that. Look at this. $19,500. Look at this what? angle here. Oh, lovely, eh? This here, this is like the rear quarter, and you can just see how spacious this hardtop is. It's beautiful. Oh, oh yeah. YouTube, probably needs it. Oh, yeah. That is that is horrific. How about that, eh? That, How about okay, that? Okay, so listeners, you might remember Christian, last time Christian shared a, um, <laughs> in fact, his best one yet, which was a old Yamaha jet ski, which the engine had obviously failed on it, and someone had strapped a 9.9 Mercury <laughs> to the back of it. Um, now, at least that had a little bit of ingenuity, and he'd taken something that was buggered, which was a, yeah. a jet ski, and the engine was was, was obviously uh, crapped out, and he'd done something with it. Um, he yeah. probably should have just left, you know, let it, let it be. This guy has taken a really good Haynes Hunter hull, yeah. one of the best hulls around. Yeah. And put plywood. He just put a plywood shed on top. Now I'm a bit gutted, but a bit gutted. It, it, you wanted what? Did you what was it? Dog of the day. Dog of the that's dog of the day, all right. Okay, have you got another one there? No, I don't. Sorry, man. Okay. The other ones I had, I'd saved to watch this, but um, happily that expired, and now you can't view them. Okay, well, keeping with the theme, if you give me back those uh, that thing, I'll share. There you go. Yeah, yep. I'm going to share my screen now. I'll send you a link for that too, so you can throw that on Instagram. <laughs> now, this following the same, the same sort of theme here, uh, around, around well, really poor additions. Mm -hmm. Okay, now. Just get it in this load. Can you send it to me as a link or something? Uh, I'm actually going to, no, I'm actually just going to bring it up here on the screen. So if it, people are watching this video, they'll see all the other tabs I've got open. Okay, okay here we go. Here we go. Can you see my screen? Can you see the screen? No, not yet. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, what we are looking at here, now Christian, can you see that? No. Is a 1981 Sea Ray 260 Sundancer. Now, Sea Rays, beautiful looking boats. In fact, with my Bayliner eye, which obviously like American oh boats. So if I type in Sundancer and trade me, I'll see. Sea Ray 260 1981, you will find it. I'll let the listeners. Okay. Um, uh, for some reason, our, our screen sharing ain't working, but it's okay. Yeah, oh, here it is. There we go. 260. You say 260. You should have that screen shared now. Okay, so see, American boats. Oh, (laughs) first impression. Give me your first impression. Um, you couldn't give it to me. Okay, $35,000 for a 1981. Where do people get these prices from? Do they just pick a number out of their ass? Uh, I can't scroll it. Can you scroll down for me so I can see some more of this crap? No, I want to see. Oh no, that's a, that, these are terrible angles. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, okay, look at the, this is the back of the hard top. So Sea Ray designed good-looking boats as a whole. Are they the most well, functional? Well, yeah. Are they the most well-made? That's up for debate. But they're normally pretty good-looking. They got that whole Miami Vice long bow, you know, sleek-looking thing. Yeah. Someone yep. has whacked what can only be. Described as an observatory. I was going to say a chest of drawers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at that back. Oh, they've put What's a. That, they've hey? tried to make a pilot house out of like a sports boat, and oh. And it's all like veneer, you know, oak veneer wood. It just reminds me of an antique store. Oh, that it's is just... gross, mate. That is just. Ew. And it's like they use just aluminium that they're riveted together and then stuck a bit of. I don't know, perspex in there. That has to be one of the most hideous, expensive pieces of crap I've seen. That's the thing, bro. It's expensive. That's a good... I mean, that boat without 19... the observatory on top, uh, is, or the glass house, I should say, well, that, that boat without that is actually a, not a bad-looking boat. It's an early 80s sea ray, and they're not for everyone, but they're not a bad-looking boat. Oh, like no, old, the motor is the least of its worries. The motor is really... 5.7 meter cruiser. Oh, I just couldn't imagine. Imagine worse. towing that. Imagine the windage towing that. Imagine if that de- hard top detached on State Highway 1 and flew into the front of you. You would you'd die of laughter, not of any injuries inflicted of it. I'm looking at it just thinking, wow. Okay. Someone's willing to, someone, hopefully no one buys that and they just write it off. Oh. Think of the poor landfill that's going to accept that crap. But that's okay. It's okay. Each their own. You know, yeah. hey, we can't talk, eh? What have you got and what have I got? Exactly. Now, bro, um, before we go, uh, mm-hmm. we have to talk about um, this. This is, I would like to stress, this is not a dog of the month. This is a new release, um, which. You're going to share our, it again, are you? And I'm going to share the screen again. And have a look at that, mate. Now, you know I used to work for Tristram. We're not going to talk about that. But what we are going to talk about is that new 821 Offshore. Mm -hmm. That is one of the best-looking boats on the market at the moment. Mm -hmm. That is is an amazing piece of design. Uh, I've watched the the video on on, um, all the interior layouts. Some really clever ideas there. I've got to give, give credit where it's due there. What do you um, think it's worth? I t- couldn't tell you to be fair. The pricing, the boat's only been out 
about two weeks at the stage. So, um, it's their biggest one, eh? It's their biggest boat. It, uh, yes. It, it, well, their biggest model is the 881. Um, now, I don't know if that shares a hull. I don't think it does share a hull because there's a sort of raised share line on this, which I don't believe the 881 has. Um, right. But they have done some very, really cool stuff here. One of them this now is that... This 300 plus thousand, man. I, I, yeah, I, I would only be guessing. Um, yeah. if, if Again, if you want to have a look at this, this will be on our, our Instagram, at Unable Seaman, or jump on the Tristram website. Have, have a bit of a look. I'll give, give them a plug there. Uh, diesel stern drive option and twin outboards. Now, the twin outboards, of course, uh, we've just spoken about, not as efficient as the single outboard setup. However, these ones here, and, and a lot of new outboards now, have got this thing called the iPilot or the joystick Yo, setup, which we, which we spoke about on a previous podcast. So we probably won't go too much into that today, but amazing to see what's, uh, what's happening here. So really cool. It basically, it basically makes anyone look like a pro when it comes to maneuvering a boat low speed around the, uh, a yeah. jetty. So, bro, here we are. Gun to your head. In our yeah. very first podcast, we had the challenge, and we yeah. both fell in love with the Dicky. Uh, I think it was the seven fifty custom, and the yes. was it the eight fifty yes. custom? Either way, it was yes. a, the Dicky trailable hardtop. Gun to your yeah. head, with all the listeners listening, with our one hundred and fifty. Oh, this is a, I know you got. Do you buy the Tristram eight two one, or do you stick with that Dicky, which we both loved? Okay. You want my, do you want to know this now, or we save that for the next podcast? No, I want to know this right now. There's a gun to your head, mate. The, gun, the, the gunman's not going to wait till the next podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Neither are our listeners. No, I'm, I'm going to go for the boat from Napier. You're going to have a dicky. Yeah. I just, it's an Emily boat that looks fiberglass, and it's, I just love a plumb bell. You know me. Oh, I just love a plumb bell. I quite like a bit of Pump belt. <laughs> uh, bro, I, I totally agree with you. I, I love the dicky to absolute bits. And I do love the closed hard top of that. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, look, if I had to take the Tristram instead, I would certainly be a happy man. But uh, yeah, I would have to t go with the dicky as well. But that is taking nothing away from the Tristram. That is a very, very cool boat. And, <laughs> yeah, like you. He wouldn't be upset if you ended up choosing that, eh? No, no. Now, we should also mention just quickly before we wrap up, too, that um, obviously COVID this year, we're back into lockdowns. It's bugged a lot of things. The boat show was canned. Mm -hmm. Then I see a lot of manufacturers were doing um, their own sort of shows. So I see Ray Glass were doing a like an open day thing at their factory, which unfortunately has been, been pushed back again. So um, if you are looking for something to do with, with boats and, and go and sort of jump on a few. Keep an eye on those those boat websites, so Ray Glass, Tristram, uh, I'm sure Haynes Hunter probably been doing something, and they will have open days when uh, Auckland gets rid of COVID and you can start doing these things again. I'm quite keen to go to a couple. I might even take the camera along um, and see what what's, what's what. I'm quite keen on the Ray Glass one, man. There's that 3500, which we ripped a bit in that first podcast. Um, yeah, but it was an older one too. Uh, that yeah yeah, I am keen to have a look at that close up. I mean, I, our judgment mm -hmm. was made purely on uh, we liked it, but we just wasn't quite there for us. And again, yeah, we yeah. we were judging with not even being on one, so it probably says more about. Oh, us. you're gonna put some, you know? I, I'm actually gonna put put a science into it. I'm gonna actually climb aboard and 
See if it's up to the high Jake Kerr standards. Put your greasy mitts all over it and say, oh, sir, can I play with this? Yeah, exactly, yeah, and pretend I'm going to buy one. <laughs> you'll see, okay. Yeah, yeah, when you turn up in your, like, Toyota Corolla, you'll see straight through it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, look, bro, it's been another fantastic podcast. Thank you for joining me again, and thank you to our listeners who are joining in again. Um, please give us some feedback, either through Instagram or uh or some feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or of course now on YouTube. We are keen to know what you want to hear, and uh, and if you think we're getting better at this, I think we're getting our audio should hopefully be better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hey, question: Do we really care what they think, or do we just want to keep talking shit about what we like? Uh, I hope, there's a I, question for you. I hope, I hope there's a mutual sort of thing of both. To be fair, I mean, I um, yeah, I hope. People like listening to what we have to say. I mean, we've always said all along, we are not experts at boating and fishing. No, we're just no two way. guys who are keen and like talking about it. And I actually think people like that because I said earlier, I love sitting on a wet, rainy day watching fishing shows. People and uh, people who are, I mean, I could do that. I could drive to Coromandel and cast off the rocks. Any weekend mm -hmm. I'm watching the show. Instead, I'm sitting on my ass in front of the heat pump watching people you know living vicariously through that so i think people do like listening to us talk Other about boats and, and our opinions and hopefully this is where it'd be really cool if you guys could reach out to us and give us some feedback hopefully you guys want to um, comment on anything we've talked about we, you know, we, we'd love to hear it and obviously have some interaction with our listeners uh mm -hmm. next time we're hoping to have a guest or in certainly an upcoming podcast uh, i mean not just me yeah, well, yeah, hopefully a little, someone a little bit more qualified than you. In fact, if I could sub them out for you, it'd be even better. Um, we will we will leave that as a little bit of a tease because, um, well, we're we, still, we we're still actually got to organise it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we might, it'd be embarrassing if they said no and we'd have to find someone else. <laughs> yeah, that'd be all good. And then you would but, get your mum on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she could I tell you about done, my yeah. first fishing experience. <laughs> anyway, as I mentioned, thank you once again to all our listeners who have tuned in. Uh, just another quick plug for our social channels at Unable Seaman on Instagram, uh, on Apple Podcasts, Unable Seaman, Spotify, same name, and of course now on YouTube. Give us a follow, give us a like, and give us feedback. Bro, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much, and we will see you in a month's time. Hi, dear.